Welcome back. It's Black Sports 980. I'm your host, Laws. Uh, we in the building. We got D, we got Aaron. Uh, other folks on vacation. I don't know what they're doing today. But uh, show must go on. Um, there's a lot going on in the world of sports. So we we kind of want to like backtrack on some stuff that we just kind of been... It's not that we forgot about it, but we just, you know, every show we can't touch on every single topic or whatever. Um, but uh, last episode, I meant to get us talking about how Blake Griffin wrecked his mans outside the restaurant jump. Y'all hear about that? Yeah. Yeah, but Blake Griffin broke his hand, though, fighting his man. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out what happened that caused you to wreck your man. Like, I, I know when I was, like, young, you know, we were playing the video games. We'd be like, hey, young, you keep talking. Step outside, see me, see me. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to figure out, like, where Blake Griffin was at to like, like beat up his man, Matai. The dude's name Matthias Testy. I don't know, like <laughs> what. Like, <laughs> I don't know. The light skin, the light skin just got to him. Young, he just got tired of being the light skin joke or what? I don't, Maybe. I, I mean, you know, that he got the. That's it. You know, he got the reputation of being cookie dough. So I don't know if that played a role, and. The fact they said that Griffin and this dude Testy were like cool, they went on vacation together, so they were obviously friends. And you know your friends on your dirt, and they know how to push your buttons. <laughs> I don't know if the dude said something like crazy, and he ain't appreciate it. And then he wrecked the Bama in the restaurant, then went outside. <laughs> 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 uh, don't if you see the Bama though, I'm looking at the Bama here. Bama look old Jersey Shore type Bama. Like <laughs> he don't he don't look like nobody who be talking like I mean, I get I don't know, dog. He, he said something in front of a female. It had he, he had, said something in front had, of a female that wasn't supposed yeah, that's to be That's the only thing I can think of, young. He said he tested his manhood in front of the youngins. And then from there he was like, Oh yeah, you wanna see me then? But don't I don't know how like after he stole him one time inside the restaurant, then he he beat him up again outside. Like I just wasn't nobody here to be like young, like chill, chill, chill. Like it's no manual on how to chill out a six eleven bama that's two hundred sixty five. <laughs> <laughs> you can say chill, but who really want to get the way? <laughs> oh, I'm just saying though, this bama gotta be at Rick height five eight five nine max. <laughs> Yo, he in the he, I've seen the Batman in the pictures with like Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin towering over the Batman like he his father. <laughs> like, why would you try to wreck him, though? It's a female involved somehow. It had to be. Yeah. It had to be. And he probably broke Man, his hand outside. It. Maybe he punched the wall and missed the Bama or something. Because he, if he's not known as a fighter, it's easy. could have like stole the Bama and missed and broke his index fender. And that was it. <laughs> 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 well, nonetheless, this Bama's out four to six weeks because he broke his hand, and, and it's unfortunate because you got like the uh, the coaches and the owner and all these people coming out, basically like talking about the situation. It's like in the middle of the season, it's a distraction, all this other stuff. But like the question is, like, should Blake Griffin get suspended because of this? Like, he suspended himself. He out four to six weeks. I, I mean, I you. But you know how you know how the other demographic of people they want you know, yeah. You, you do the crime, you got to do the time, all type like. 
Yeah, he, I don't they, know, no. They, they got to suspend him. They got to. Because it, like, just looking at some other incidents that happened in the NBA, like, in just last month, like the one with, uh, uh, what's the name, Jaleel Okafor, that got suspended for two games with some incidents where he, he was caught, or allegedly, fighting some dude out the nightclub. Yeah, dog. I, I, I just, I mean, that's, that's, that's unfortunate. The Bama stole his man, broke his hand. Now he out for an extended period of time. And, I mean, Blake Griffin is a, a key component to that team, like even yeah. having a chance at the Western Conference. And the fact that he's out, I mean, it does hurt. I mean, now, can they win? It's, they're the fourth seed right now. Um, you know, will they be able to sustain that? I, I think that they can, you know what I'm saying? Because, they, you know, they're playing teams in the West and they're playing teams in the East and stuff like that. But, you know, being out that extended time, you, you need cohesion. You need – there's a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, I just – it, I mean, just, this is a bad, bad look. I mean, they've been eleven and three with him, with him being out with a quadricep injury. I mean, well, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they play down the stretch without Blake Griffin, and then when Blake Griffin comes back, you know, um, I mean, four to six weeks—that's a minute. That's like a month and a half. So that's a lot of basketball, yeah. That's a lot of games, though, and they have to play without one of your star players. Um, out, uh, but I mean, like, I mean, it's sports, though. A show must go on. Unless you the Wizards and you lose your star player, then you you done um, completely. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, by my Blake Griffin, I, I just dang. I, I, do you if you as man, you gonna press charges? Because I don't know if dude's pressing charges or not. You gonna press charges? He hasn't, and I think because maybe he's living that lifestyle with Blake, so I don't think he's gonna press charges. I got another question. How are you 6'11", 265, 270? You tee off on a Bama that's a foot, more than a foot shorter than you. And drop him. Under 100 pounds, and you're the one hurt. Out for the I don't even know if this dude went to the hospital. <laughs> that was at work. And then, nah, punch out. They said his eye was mudded, but I don't That's it. They ain't show pictures, though. They said his yeah. eye was bleeding, and it was swollen. He ain't out for the six weeks, though. <laughs> <laughs> This Bama came back. Yeah, yeah. You six eleven. That Bama got at least missed two weeks of work, dog. He got to get his jaw wide. Right, though. I mean, it's yeah. If I could just swing and tee off on a Bama, he gonna at least you know miss a meal. At least miss dinner with the cut inside the office now. Like, but he ain't gonna like they doing an investigation. They talking to the players and stuff. I mean, what do you ask the players? Like, was any other players with the team were they there? Mm, I don't know. They didn't say, but they did say that the restaurant they were at was jam packed. So there was a lot of witnesses, but ain't nobody really saying nothing right now. I gotta check Twitter and find out what happened because it's on there yeah, somewhere. No, fine. Yeah, we live in a day and age. <laughs> <laughs> you can see, you can see an Uber driver get beat up by a doctor. <laughs> so I'm sure you can find out what happened in that that venue, especially if it's Blake Griffin, because it ain't like a bunch of six eleven tall light skinned bammers that's two sixty like walking around, like you know what I'm saying. So, so I'm sure people had peeped the scene and see what saw what was going on. But dang, young, that's that's, that's cold blooded, cold blooded. Speaking of knockouts. Deontay Wilder A couple weeks ago He fought the uh, Arthur Spilka Bama I don't even know yeah. What he is Like yeah He, he fought him And And 
Mike Tyson punched out that bomb and just finished that rounder after a couple of rounds that haven't gone well for him. Yeah, forcing a bit of an uncomfortable tempo and pace. Oh, oh that's that goes down! With a short left hook jab down to his chin, that battle went to sleep immediately. And paramedics was in the ring, and like drunk. When you told me about the Joe Drawford, I was like, "Nah, go ahead." And you told me how bad it was. I couldn't believe it. I was kind of in disbelief, but he did punish him bad. Like he punished him bad. And so after the fight, um. Tyson Fury, and I know we kind of like switch, switch, switch lanes, but, but uh, you know Tyson Fury, he was he's undefeated and you know in a heavyweight, 25 and 0. He beat uh, Vladimir Klitschko, Klitschko, like you know a couple months back um, last year, and that jump was a controversial bout. Like I actually watched the fight and I was like, I was like, yeah, if it was like one more round, I feel like Klitschko could have changed the whole dynamic because he, I mean, he tried hard at the end. It's like he, you know, you know how you just just way too long and then at the end you want to try to run a hurry up offense it was, it was one of those kind of fights and Klitschko just like didn't get the decision you know what I'm saying I guess he used to beating up on smaller opponents and stuff the dude Tyson Fury is 6'9 this bam is huge but to me he like Shrek he like a, just a just a old sloppy throw haymakers that if he catch you with the one jump you'll go to sleep but most of the jumps is just like just wild punches like he not Precise. He's kind of slow. He's kind of dopey a little bit. He's not like lean and fit. And so after the fight, he was talking trash to Deontay Wilder. Like he tried to do this little wrestling bit, throw his, throw his, uh, <laughs> throw his like shirt off and was like, you know, took his towel off and was like, yeah, I'll punish you. You haven't fought anybody. Blah blah. You're weak. You're weak. Listen, there's only one Tyson Fury. What you got to say about that, Deontay? What you got to say about that, my man? Hold on a second. Let's keep this civil here. Right. Would you like well, to fight? We all know uh, Fury. You just, you just a phony, man. This is just for act. You know where I am. You know what time. You know what place. I ain't scared of nobody. I'll come to your backyard, baby, for that, my man. I promise Listen, you that. Anytime, when any you, place, when you up anywhere, in the ring with a real when you're fighter, ready, when you in for a real ready, fighter, that's what it's all about, man. Squad, no bother. No bother. Listen, anytime, any place, anywhere, I'll fight you in your back garden like a dumb Klitschko. I'll beat you, you bum. You're a bum. Well, that might not have been a good idea. <laughs> you know, it's all, it's all, it's all. We, we already know he's. This is just an act, baby. You're not a real fighter. This is an act. I don't put, I don't play this. I don't play this. As you can see, baby, I'm from, I don't play this, man. This is just an act that you're doing. You should be an actor. But when we do step in this ring, this ain't wrestling. This ain't the WWE, baby. When you do step in this ring with me, if you do, because this could have been done a long time ago, you can, you can run around like you're a preacher and all that you want, but baby, I promise you, when you step in the ring, I will baptize you. So Deontay Wilder told him basically like, Hey, bro, you want to do this wrestling and be trying fake, fake out here? 
Like, if you ever get in the ring with me, I'm going to crush you. I'm going to baptize you, say all this. You know, he going to christen him. He going to, you know what I'm saying, just basically punish him. And, like, do y'all think Tyson Fury even got a chance versus, versus Deontay? I don't watch enough of either of them to, to give a valid opinion on it. But all I know is every time I see Wilder fight, I see somebody going to sleep. And that's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah. I think I think Deontay Wilder is like the best pure pound pound heavyweight since we had like Mike Tyson really like where I mean where his opponents should be afraid of him like they should be scared like Tyson Fury I mean you beat you beat Klitschko okay but yeah Deontay Wilder is a different animal the Batman's hands are sharp. See, he can box you and he can brawl you if he want to, but he's such a sharp boxer, he doesn't even have to brawl you. And he got power. Yeah. If he catch Tyson Fury with one of them shots, night, night. Like, I, I don't even know why Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury should not be talking no trash. He should just be like, you know, like, I don't want to fight you, woo, woo, woo. But he shouldn't be trying to talk no trash because he might die he might really die in the, in the in the ring especially if he like like tyson fury i feel like he had the mental like spilka was talking trash and was like like doing all that stuff before the fight like amping him up and then so when deontay went in the jump he was like focused like i'm gonna crush this battle and so that's what he did so if tyson fury like his best bet is just to chill and let like deontay like basically take him for granted and sleep but if deontay coming at jump focus it's a rap city in the basement. You can go ahead and pack it up. D, what you what you want to yeah. say? No, I was going to say that uh, I think what it is is that uh, Tyson Fury, he's right now he hyped because he just beat Klitschko. Klitschko was twenty two and zero, hadn't lost a fight since two thousand and four October. You know, and he's just hyped off of that win, and he thinks that now I'm the man. And I can go ahead with Wilder and, and, and do it. But when you watch Tyson Fury fight, he's not a sound fighter. He's not, he doesn't have a, a good jab, he doesn't have a good straight. He's sloppy, he throws wild punches. And when I watch him and I watch the way he fought Klitschko, and it's like when you're in boxing, when you're a boxer, when you when you go downhill, it's not like after like three or four fights. It'd just be that one fight. Like, that's it. Your career is pretty much done. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't happen gradually in boxing. So, I just felt like he just caught Klitschko at the right time. And yeah. and, and he he's basically drinking his own Kool-Aid, bro. And I'm going to tell you right now, if he gets in the ring with Wilder, if he gets caught, that boy going to sleep. Bottom line. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm right there with you, dog. I, I mean, they need to have the paramedics like on deck. Like right there yeah. at this ringside, because Makes you got to stretch Tyson. like a fit somebody that's six foot nine too. Because <laughs> <laughs> dog, you you right. He throw wild punches. The Bama's like a doughboy. Like I mean, I don't want him to steal me because you know what I'm saying. If he if he connect, <laughs> that, I mean, the Bama's fist is as big as my head. So if he do connect at six nine, your melon might burst like open. Like, 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 what was the Game of Thrones when the Bama smashed Cuz head on the ground? Like, he one of them type of battles, one of them big, super slobby, like, raw, raw, oh, ogre type battles. Now, if he, if he, if he, like, catch Deontay off some fluke, like, a, just a wild haymaker that Deontay don't duck or just get caught flush, like, it might be lights out. 
But I just I see Deontay just being such a sound fighter that that just won't happen. Like Tyson Fury will for every one hit Tyson Fury get in, Deontay will probably get in like eight or ten hits. Just because he's just sharper, he's quicker, he's faster. I mean, like I, yeah, I don't I don't think Tyson Fury stand a chance. But you know, he out there talking, he doing the whole wrestling bit. Like you could tell he just like he had planned it, like I'm gonna do this whole wrestling thing when I get in there, like you could you could just tell it was set up. But uh yeah, he don't, he don't want that wreck, dog. He don't he don't want that. That this ain't what you want. What's that song? But I'm like, this ain't what you want. This ain't what you want. Yeah, I don't think he wants to see Deontay though. But I mean they gonna I guess eventually. That's the only next fight this, that that people want to see. So you gotta kind of set it up, especially with Mayweather and Pacquiao. Like everybody just kind of like in their respective places, and Mayweather retired now supposedly. So there's no fights there that people really want to see. I mean, a lot of Bama's moved on to UFC and watching them jumps, but like this is the last big, you know, big thing that that we have really in boxing that people want to watch, um, and not because I think it'll be an entertaining fight. Cause I think Deontay ain't gonna crush him, but you know, just to see somebody get knocked out, I guess you know. I mean, that's what the sport of boxing people didn't like Mayweather because he was so methodical and you know, basically a defensive fighter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess if you want to see a knockout, that's the jump. That that's the one to watch, um, for sure. Uh, changing gears, we got a uh, Cam Newton. No, nothing's changed. But the only thing that's changed is that we're winning. You know, and, and, and I've said it since day one, you know, I'm an African-American quarterback that may scare a lot of people because they they haven't seen nothing that they can compare me to. Here I am, I'm doing exactly what I want to do, how I want to do it. And when I look in the mirror, it's me. You know what I'm saying no, nobody changed me. Nobody, you know, made me act this certain type of way. And I'm true to my roots. And, and um, it feels great, but yet, People are going to say whatever they want to say. And if I'm in this world living for that person, oh, this person going to say this, this person going to say that, then I can't look at myself and say I'm Cam Newton or I'm Cameron Newton to, to most people because I'm not because I'm living for uh, Comes out and he basically tells the people that, you know, I'm an African-American quarterback and that scares people because this is something they've never seen before and they have nobody to compare me to. And, uh, I was like, okay, young. I mean, that's what's up, no? Like, I mean, clearly, I mean, race is one of those things that you can't like not acknowledge, um, especially like just in sports in general. But in this case, um, I just wanted y'all hear hear y'all thoughts on what Ryan Clark had to say about Cam News' image, and basically, he was saying it wasn't about race, but that it was about his image more so. And that how his image is just outside of what, um, you know, he w- without saying it, but white people deem as acceptable who control the sport, basically. That's what he was basically saying. So, like, what, what, what were y'all thoughts on that? You know, is that is that part of it? His image just being outside of that, that, that image that they want to be portrayed? Or is it just, or is it, is it really race? Initially, when I first heard the video, I kind of agree with Ryan Clark. But the part where I did, because mo- what he said was true except for one part. And you can't separate the, 
the part where they kind of have a disdain for the culture from the racism because that's where right. systematic racism mm. exists. The, the, the culture they don't like is the young black brown culture, the urban culture as they like to call it. Um, because you remember, like, when Iverson first came in the NBA, they came up with a rule where you had to have a collar on your shirt just because they wanted to, like, they, they don't mind benefiting off the culture when it comes to commercials and the kids in these neighborhoods buying the shoes and the jerseys and stuff like that. But when it comes to how it's portrayed to the white people who actually pay for those tickets and pay for those suites and sit in the stadium, they kind of want to cater to a different de demographic. And it gets tricky when you start doing stuff like that because when you do that, it kind of portrays it like one way is better than the other. Instead of looking, trying to make people more comfortable with the way they're used to being, I feel like if you want to, I mean, you can sit in the, in the stadiums and sit at home and watch these guys play, but you want to kind of separate them from the way they grew up and everything about them. It, it's, all, it, it's really ridiculous and it pisses me off. But at a certain point, um, I mean, he was right about, I feel like 95% of what he said, but you can't separate the culture thing from the race. That's exactly how I felt the same way. I felt you couldn't break the two apart because the culture is who he is. That That's a part of who he is as an individual. And that culture is being, that's a black culture. So how could you separate the two? So, I, I mean, I agree with that 100%. And, you yeah. know, I just think that Cam, people just don't like him, I think, because I think he's an arrogant He's an arrogant quarterback that's black, and people don't like black arrogant people. So they say, oh, oh, there's something weird. There's something weird about him. That's what they say. It's something that I just don't like. But they can't say what it is. And I think it's more than just the culture. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I I totally agree. I think it's more than a culture. And and I, and I appreciate Ryan Clark, you know, being candid and talking. But you know, clearly he was on with two white hosts. And he was trying to be politically correct and keeping it real at the same time. So he was really trying to just tote that line as best as he could. And like, you know, being real and alluding to like something that was, you know, that's prevalent, but then like kind of glossing over or like discounting race when everybody and their mother know that they're, they're related, like they're connected. I mean, Alan Iverson is a great example of how they wanted to like take away a certain culture and that is directly linked to African Americans, and you know, even even Cam Newton, his dancing, all these different things, um, you know, clearly people have an issue with it, and it's so like ingrained. I think like to some degree, we're like kind of brainwashed, even as like spectators, because you know of the the way the NFL has operated, the way society operates. It's like like ingrained in us to like conform to the way the system is set up. You know what I'm saying? Even even though we can like we can we can definitely definitely see that it is 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 biased um when you when you just look at it plainly. But it's like, I mean, I've heard black people be like, young, I don't even know. It's just something about can I just can't, you know, I, I can't get with him. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, but what? Like what is it? You know what I'm saying? It's just they just it's just been ingrained you know what i'm saying that this is how like there's a certain way that a quarterback is supposed to act is supposed to be is supposed you know all these different things and the thing fact is it just cam breaks all those modes because the batman is just vicious he's just good now i even will say there's other quarterbacks that have been good and that 
you know, they wanted to like taint or destroy or like push away because they didn't want this culture to like come to the forefront. I mean, they don't they don't want this to be the pervading culture. You know what I'm saying? The kids, they, I mean, they just don't want this to be. And so anything that casts a negativity on it, then, you know, that's that's what they'll do. Um, I mean, I, 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 it's going to be interesting to see if Cam Newton wins the Super Bowl and how how, you know, what will happen with how he's portrayed and the image that they give. I mean, some of the tweets that, that I've seen and going out to the dude, like young, like who, like people are so evil and hateful, young. It's just, it's just, it baffles my mind how people can just like have this much hatred towards someone that they don't even know, you know, just basically because he's black and he embodies black culture. Um, you know, it, it's crazy. I mean, since the, since the beginning, since the first quarterbacks, Warren Moon, uh, who else? Who else did they, they try to, you know, downplay? I mean, they kept him out of the league. Doug Williams, he won the Super Bowl. They got him out of there quick. You know, I mean, Russell Wilson is another black quarterback. People would, like, use him as an example. Well, Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson fits the mold of, like, like he's straight lace. He's just, you know what I'm saying? He's very, he like, to their culture. Exactly. Simulates into the image that they want to have but like when you have white quarterbacks that may may break out of that mode or break that image there's nothing said about that like it just gets passed over i mean as cocky and as arrogant as tom brady is cocky as uh, arrogant as as aaron Rodgers is like you know i think there's even a level of cockiness and arrogance to peyton manning but you know it just doesn't get it just doesn't get portrayed in the same way um because i think you know Cam Newton is op- opens the doors for a lot of minority. I mean, you know how many minority quarterbacks that have had to like change their position because they didn't fit the like the image that's so, you know so so called portrayed that that quarterbacks have to be this way or that way. You know what I'm saying? We can just go down the list of all of them. They they're coming out of college and they're like, well, they're not gonna be they're not gonna get drafted high as a quarterback when. If you just look at their physical attributes and talents, they just far are far more superior than anybody else like in their class. But for whatever reason, it's just downplayed. Like, you know, when you're talking about race and stuff like that. And I mean, people want to try to turn a blind eye to it, but it's real. Yeah? It's facts. Like you look at it like black quarterbacks are treated differently. Um, it's been that way since, you know, NFL's inception. Um, and it continues to be that way. It's just changed. The look of it is just changed. I mean, anytime you have a letter coming out about Cam Newton, that general, I mean, we talked about it, but still, like, people don't realize, like, how crazy that is. For a letter from a parent to make national news. Yeah. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure there's been letters written about Aaron Rodgers, about Tom Brady, about, like, all these other, like, <laughs> athletes, and it's never been, like, become national news. And then so, uh, another thing I want to bring up on this subject, when he had his, uh, he, ha- he just had a son, I want to say a couple of weeks ago, and you had more people writing letters talking about, I don't know if he's uh, morally what we want as the face of our league. Did they not know that Tom Brady had a baby before he got married? And while the woman was pregnant, he left her for another woman? They get, he got pregnant? Right. Right. That is double standard. That, that is not... <laughs> 
and I mean, and I don't even know, like, even bringing awareness to it if things will change. I mean, my hope is that by us, like, just talking about it, that people will just be like, you know what? Like, maybe there's something to this. Like, opposed to, like, getting a defensive and be like, man, well, like, you know, look at this or look at that. Like, just, just call a spade a spade and just, like, face facts. Like, these are facts. Um, and, it's, and it's not right. I'm just hoping that you know down the line as these these young you know my my thought is about the future about the future cam newton's not not necessarily like cam newton now i mean he's great he's like lebron of our, our generation for the sport of football and i mean i hope that he goes on to win several several super bowls you know what i'm saying um but like there's other quarterbacks that are in college right now what was the dude from Ohio State that's that switched from quarterback to wide receiver? Braxton Miller. Um, Braxton Miller. I mean, Denard like, Robinson. Denard <laughs> Robinson. Like, it's a long list. I mean, I should if I would have done the research and really like give you the names, you'd be like, wow. That I, I I probably are there any white quarterbacks that ever had to change their position from quarterback to wide receiver or you know coming from college to uh, pros? I'm sure there are. Just yeah, the cocaine, but you said what? Just the cocaine from Arkansas. I can't remember his name. He oh, Matt Jones. Yeah, Matt Jones. Matt uh, Jones. Eric, so Eric, Eric Crouch. Eric Crouch from uh, Nebraska back in the day. He had to go to cornerback. He was a quarterback. He didn't last long at cornerback. Did I don't even remember the back. <laughs> <laughs> he was a beast yeah, in Nebraska, that, though. I tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean. Chris Kelly, I mean, he came out of high school and he went to college, at, you know, and then he ended up being a safety or whatever. But, I mean, it just, I don't know that it happens as much as it happens towards black quarterbacks or just downplay. When these black quarterbacks are dual threats, like they're not just, they're not just like passers, they're passers and runners, you know? That, and I feel like part of that also is a lot of these, um, I feel like a lot of these coaches aren't necessarily qualified to receive a lot of the credit they do for being offensive genius because they have a set plan of what they can do. And outside of that, it's like they're, they're semi-retarded. It's like they don't know what to do. They don't want the responsibility of having to be creative enough to alter their systems to fit a player's talents. Mm. And a lot of that has to do with their egos and things like that. Why? They'll be like, I'm not going to deal with this guy and trying to mold him into, you know what I mean? a player that I can deal with or to mold my system to be able to fit him into something that'll be successful in the league. Then we got on the other side, uh, and we just, we're talking about uh, just legacy and what, what, what'll happen. And I mean, uh, Pay Manning, right now, he he's under investigation for the HGH. I don't know what they are gonna find out now. Do, first of all, do y'all think he did the HGH? Uh, I mean, I know he was throwing a pinpoint accuracy passes, and he came out of after nah. he was hurt for six weeks. I think he, I mean he might he might have taken it, but this is my thing about the HGH for a quarterback that position. What what what, what were the benefits from HGH at the quarterback position? That's my only question. You said well, arm strength. It'll heal your injuries faster. So if, if you take that's, HGH that's, with an injury, nah, go ahead. You can speed up yeah. recovery. Uh, Depending on what the injury is, sometimes by months. 
Yeah, and that's the and I, and I think because of the injury he had, it's possible that he could have taken it to get back onto the field as quick as he did. But I don't think that takes away from because here's the bottom line: Peyton Man did not have a great year this year, anyways. So the ACA didn't work. Yeah, he had 17 interceptions <laughs> 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 and nine touchdowns. So that's not so. To hurt the legacy, I don't see that because he didn't have like a, a, a great season anyways. You know what I'm saying? So I don't see how that takes away his legacy as a, as a quarterback and as a player and being one of the greatest that's played the position in the NFL of all time. So that's just my opinion on it. I mean, the guy has – I mean, to me, ACH is not going to make you throw a more accurate pass. It's not going to make you sink better. It's not going to make you call audibles. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not going to do all those things in, in, in that position. Now, if he was playing like a D tackle, make a Bama like super strong and like, you know, break through the line, I understand that. But at quarterback, it's a little different. He's not mobile. He's not fast. He's not strong. So, I mean, I just see, I, I see it maybe as a healing a way to heal faster. That's all I saw. Possibly. Mm-hmm. He gets caught with it. Yeah. I, I don't even know where I am. I am on the jump. Like, I'm like this. If he did do it, uh, get everybody who did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to, like, crack down on it. Otherwise, I mean, we got football players that's not even in the league because they, I mean, granted, that Bama did go overseas with the jump. Um, what, what was his name? He used to play with the skins. Bama was a wrestling dummy. What's the, what's the Bama name? <laughs> oh, Fred <laughs> Davis? No, not Fred Davis. The other Bama was safety. He's still playing safety. LeBron Landry, though. Is he still in the league? Yeah. He got suspended indefinitely. Again. Yeah, I thought he got suspended, though. And finished. Okay. Because he was Yeah, he was doing a jump. I mean, before that, who was it? David Boston? That Batman was they Batman was going crazy. With <laughs> that Batman had the that Batman had the Rick Steiner uh bicep <laughs> the Dick Papa Pump receiver. <laughs> yeah, he was breaking down. <laughs> yeah, they had to get him up out of there, dog. That man was unfair. That joke was illegal illegal offense. Yeah, that man was too strong. Yeah. So I mean, I, I guess yeah, I, I guess I'm with you, D. I mean, if you if you got a you know, it's not helping your brain thing. You know what I'm saying? It's just allowing you to, to, to heal faster. So if that's the case, then, I mean, whatever. Like, so be it. What about if he loses this Super Bowl, though? Does that really hurt his legacy? Uh, it's that it will hurt it as being the greatest of all time, I believe. But it, he, will still go, he will still go down as one of the greatest of all time, bottom line. So you would think he's the greatest of all time, even though he didn't have a. No, no, no. I said he'd be one of the greatest. One of. The okay, greatest. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he has. I mean, the dude has forty-five regular season records alone. I mean, he kills it. Man, Bama has seventy-two thousand passing yards for his career. Ain't nobody ever gonna beat these records, man. Ever. I mean, ever. They're never gonna get touched. Do you realize in the span from 2000 to 2009, Alabama threw for 42,000 yards? Like, that's insane. Like, so, I don't think in that respect it's going to hurt him. But I just think it won't, he won't be the greatest of all time if he were to lose three in a row. You can't lose three in a row and be the greatest of all time. That's just my opinion. You know what I'm saying? So, And he got yeah. mollywhopped in that last one against Seattle. He got killed. Yeah. That jump hurt him. I, I, think that, I think that loss actually will help prepare him for this this game 
And that's why I think it would be so entertaining because I think, you know, that's still to some degree fresh in his mind. But I just don't know if he's going to be able to overcome his like physical setbacks at this point. Like, yeah. I, I just think at this age, you know, as much as he wants to throw like, you know, with velocity and, and put the ball in the right there in the pocket. I just don't know if he'll be able to do that uh, for four quarters straight unless they just every, you know, when he go on the sideline, they just got him hooked up to an IV that's giving him HGH medicine or something. I don't know. <laughs> that but, <doesn't> matter. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I, would, I would say that if he loses the Super Bowl, it does hurt his legacy. Uh, I still think he's one of the, you know, greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. But you can't. Yeah, you can't be lose. I mean, even LeBron, if he keep losing, going to the finals from the East with this weak East, you know, Eastern Conference week, if he keep going to the finals and he keep losing to these Western Conference teams, it's gonna hurt his legacy. No matter how many jump, like how many, you know, championships he he go to, or championship games he goes to, if he keeps losing, it hurts your legacy. Same thing for for Peyton, if he keeps losing. And these big Super Bowl, it's not going to keep with an S. No, it's going to be this is the last one. If he lose this, Joe, I mean, it's done. His career is going to be finished. He can't come back another year. Um, nah, he can't. But do you think I he mean, hurt Jim Kelly's legacy when he lost his three Super Bowls or four? Yeah, yeah. I he think he did. He conversation for greatest ever if he would have won even one or two of those Super Bowls. Yeah. Jim Kelly, Jim Kelly goes to from like Jim Kelly – to like Troy Aikman-ish if he wins those if he wins two out of those four or if he wins three out of four or if he wins four out of four we'd be talking about him up with Montana and all of them because yeah. he's a much better football player than Troy Aikman was, ever was so if he just gets yeah. a couple of those W's then that changes everything yeah, okay, yeah. I mean we that, yeah yeah he not even in front of Steve Young right now so it, 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 it's just you got to win the chip. The, the championship is so critical towards your, like the legacy uh, in your career. Like when it's all done, said and done and finished, you know? Um, so uh, he got to win. He got to win. And I don't know if he can just brainiac his way to a W um, with, the, with, the, with the defense. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, but he got, he, he needs to win this game. I know people will probably be like, well, it doesn't matter if he wins or lose. I mean, all he's done in his whole career. I mean, I'm not diminishing his whole career at all. I'm just saying, he doesn't win this championship. It does hurt his legacy. It just does. It just does. I mean, it was, it's, it's the same thing that makes Jordan great and Dominic Wilkins just, like, and Cla- great. And Clyde Drexler. Yeah. Clyde Drexler. Like, I mean, they're good. They're great. You know what I'm saying? And they'll, they'll always be in the conversation. But when you like talking about the best, they don't even scratch the surface because Jordan got all the chips. I know it's like the difference between Elijah and Pat Ewing. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And Pat Ewing, like I mean, you could say he probably was the best center, almost to ever played a game. Yeah, you know? one of the best to ever play. But Elijah got the chip. Ewing ain't get it, man. Half of it's Jordan's fault, but I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is, though. So, um, I mean, when it's all said and done, I don't think the HGH really affects him that much because, I mean, everybody knows he's old. Everybody knows his arm was dying out. So, if that was to get healthy and revitalize that part, I mean, okay. Um, but if he doesn't win the chip, 
it just we can't be having this is he better than Brady conversation even though Brady won off of the tapes like I mean that had a lot to do with it though so does that make t- uh, Bradshaw the second best quarterback of all time by default right he he got four he was a better fo- he was a better like talent wise than uh, Brady so if you're going by wins by default you have to put him in that conversation yeah, I, and and I think another thing you get into trouble with is the errors, and like you know, era we grew up in, and the era of the quarterback that we saw playing. So then you kind of like just naturally attribute more to that. But yeah, like I'm with it. No, I, I don't care what nobody say. Brady is great, but he's not like top three in my opinion. I'm sorry. No, the Bama's had video VHS tapes on the sideline recording Bama's and and getting that don't to me. You didn't you didn't play under the same circumstances as your counterparts or the people that like actually won chips without like the up up down down left right left right <laughs> put in, into the game like it just it just changes everything and I don't care what people say like in my mind it's already stamped like the highest he can be is is top five is fifth in my opinion no matter what his accolades no matter how many Super Bowls he wins because three out of the four the Bama's had the VHS tapes in the back. In the black bag, and they was looking at him, and Belichick, they was off the cheat code, and and I don't care if he knew about it or not, it matters, it matters, it matters. Um, that was for Tuck and the Jets. I know they, I know they like that one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, aside from that, uh, we had this week McGlewin. He he was talking on the uh, at at the Senior Bowl, and uh, they asked him about free agency, and they asked him about. Kirk Cousins and he basically said like you know free agency they're gonna you know be looking but they're not trying you know acquire any big names or anything like that they just want to find guys who can help their football team win and you know they they you know as they're locked in to try to make the team better but then when he was asked about Kirk Cousins he was like you know I want to get a I want to get a long-term deal done if we can get a long-term deal done but if we can't you know the other option is the franchise tag. And if we have the franchise tag, you know, then we will we'll go that route. But, you know, I'm hopeful that we'll be able to get a long-term deal done. And so with that said, you like that? Like, how do you that. feel about that, Aaron? Do you, you think that was? Not just that part, but the part he said after that about um, when the, the media kind of tried to put him, paint him in a corner where he had to get something done. And he was like, I'm down here looking at all positions. Nothing's set in stone. You know what I mean? I'm looking at quarterback receiver. I just like that he's a football guy and he doesn't get caught up in the hype and the spin that goes on in this town with the football team. And he's basically focused on talent and the X's and O's that goes on the football. And I'm just happy with that. This is the first time we've had that since Charlie Cassidy left. First of all, I'm psyched because if this was three years ago, or nah, not even three years ago, two years ago, or a year ago, before McGloin got here. If this same situation would have happened, same situation. He'd have been signed he'd already. Have been, he'd have been signed already. <laughs> he had a hundred million dollars, six years, uh, 50, 58 guaranteed. And they would have paid him like he was Aaron Rodgers. And I would have been like, what in the heck? Because <laughs> like, you know I got Christian fans out there. What in the heck? This Bama doing, dog? Why would they like? And, and a bunch of the fans in Northern Virginia besides, like, yeah, you know, we get Kirk Cousins for six years. You know, it's a good move. It's a good move. <laughs> talk themselves. Got he. <laughs> like when got it's a he. fail. 
Now, now with him making these comments, I'm fully confident that whatever they decide to do, they looked at all all the aspects of it. I know, I know my man Bruce Allen. My man, he got the he got the cheat code on the, on the contract. <laughs> like I know he, I know the contract gonna be right. I know that McLuhan, like he's not gonna get forced or pushed into like making a decision on Kirk Cousins. And I like that they've just been patient and they haven't like jumped the gun. Like back in the day, we would have heard like murmurings of contracts. I mean, yeah, it. I mean, the way our football team is operating now is much much better, dog. Now, I, ahead, now I looked at y'all. I looked at y'all cap situation. I went ahead and I looked at the wrestling's cap for 2016. I mean, y'all gonna be in good position, and I think y'all gonna try to do that long term deal because right now, y'all have seven million dollars underneath the cap, and this is before Robert, before y'all cut Robert and get sixteen million from him. And once I cut Robert, y'all get sixteen million from his side. And so y'all right now like around twenty, be like around like twenty four million. And then the cap mm-hmm. goes up seven, seven, seven to ten million dollars this year. So that gives you another seven to ten million possibly in your cap. So now you're close to like thirty million dollars in cap space. And then you got guys in your roster that you may have to get rid of, like case in point, Deshaun Golson. He make he about to make eight million dollars next year. Yeah. <laughs> scissors. He about to make eight million. You know what I'm saying? Like Pierre Garcon about to make ten million next year. Scissors. So I mean, who the other guy? Oh, Robert, oh, uh, scissors. Who? He got yeah, Robert. Yeah, right, scissors. Right, yeah, Robert, sixteen million. Deshaun. I don't, I don't think I should cut Deshaun Jackson, but he's gonna make nine million next year. I think. Nah, we gotta keep. We gotta keep Deshaun. Gotta he's keep. Him. <laughs> <laughs> well, another. I got another guy for you, Andre Roberts. He's gonna make five million next year. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, scissors. Yeah, scissors. Go ahead and get his scissors so, out for him. So once you start to break down, you start to break that down and start making some cuts. Y'all, y'all mess around might have between forty and fifty million dollars. We ain't been initiated. Since damn boy, yeah, y'all be in good shape to get some players, bro. Forty to fifty million, easy. So y'all got options. And see, that's the thing. Y'all don't, if y'all fran- if y'all franchise cousins, that's gonna immediately take away twenty million dollars off the break. Well, that'd be Robert. That'd be Robert's money. That'd be the money we was gonna have to pay Robert anyway. So that that's like a wash in my mind. It'd, it'd be like a wash. But that's a four million dollar difference, like, though. But I'm just saying, like, if Robert would have cooked this year, then you would be right back in the same situation where you would have to like basically like franchise tag him or. Or That's pay true. him if yeah. it was Robert. So like to me, the fact that it's Kirk Cousins, if you just doing that for one year, like to me, that's just a wash. Like you just like you would have had to do that like any either way. And especially with like you said, we're not going to be strapped for money this year. So if you ever had a year where you could say take four or five million dollars and throw it in the trash can like you did with Roberts playing this year, with uh, Andre Roberts playing this year, like you have to see him play one more year. I'll shut up yeah. next year if he does the same thing. I'll shut up and let it be. <laughs> <laughs> But, but what I, know I go, dog. No, I go buy Kirk Cousins jersey. He do the same thing again, dog. Yeah, but what I know about football and the schedule coming up, you gonna get what you've been asking for. That's all I'm saying. You have to see it one more year. <laughs> no, so what about what if they do like a little like a little hybrid contract where they give them like they give them like eighty million over five years and then they give them like 30, 36 guaranteed, but it's like backloaded. 
Ain't no way he's getting that low of a contract. Not after what he did this year. It's not going to happen. But Alabama did. He didn't make the Pro Bowl. Even though his numbers were better than the reserves, they got picked over him. Like, there's controversy over that. But I'm just like. Only here. So Tyrod Taylor went. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater went ahead of him. Their second string. And both of their numbers, like, if you're just going by, like, the stats and the numbers, they're just worse than worse than uh, Kirk Cousins. Because so, like, the question is, well, why wasn't he the alternate pick or whatever, whatever? And so people saying fans and different things, coaches, whatever. I don't know. But nobody thinks that highly of him outside of this market. Like, he, he's really good. Yeah. Everybody thinks he's a backup except for the D.C. media headed by Chris Cooley. Yeah. And local fans can't wrap their hand around that. Like he did really good this year. Nobody nothing anybody can take away from the season he had, but he's just a guy. Yeah, it's it's like see this is the thing. I, I think this is, people have a hard time understanding the perspective, so I'm I'm gonna break it down. It's like it's like if I'm playing in the Laurel Rec, Rec League jump and I'm frying, I'm averaging 40 in that jump, cooking. <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm averaging 40, dog. This man is nice. And then somebody see me in that jump cooking and I go over to the Goodman League, which is like a, a more established league, better Batman's. And then I, I'm barely scratching double digits. I'm getting like five, six points to four turnovers. Like it just, it's just different when the, when the, when the, when the talent level is, is changed. I mean, we're going to see if Kirk Cousins, you know what I'm saying, is the 40-point Bama in the Law Rec League in the Goodman jump. Because next year, the team's going to be better. I mean, it was a fluke of a year. The, the NFC East was some trash. Like, yeah, it was. Like, the, yeah. glad, the glad trash bag trash. Like, <laughs> it was bad, y'all. Like, it was bad. And next year, I mean... You want a franchise time if you can, because you gotta see it again, though. I gotta see it again. If he throw twenty six and, and twelve, I bet okay, young. That that's fair. If he go thirty and and and, and twelve, like uh, okay, you know what I'm saying. But I just I'm not. I don't know if he if he if he's as good as everybody's saying he is because you know, like you said, this market they they giving this Bama the ultimate pass. They don't know the difference between playing good and being good in this market. And I've noticed that. It's like Tony yeah. Delt scored 50 before with the Sacramento King. It's like everything kind of went in his favor this year. This year was like the biggest anomaly I've ever seen in sports. For the Redskins to be two games under 500 with like, what, four games to go in the rest of the season. And then to win four. Like they had never won back-to-back games all season. Still didn't beat a winning team the whole season. Like people had to put this thing in context and kind of settle themselves down and you will have next year to see so just franchise tag the guy and you'll get to see it and if he plays the same then you get to pay him and Aaron won't say anything yeah it's that simple it's that simple what would you say is the difference between playing good and being good it's a huge difference that's a quotable no I could score 20 in an NBA game if I play 82 games I couldn't average 20 in an NBA but I can, I can have I'm knocking threes down, and I can get twenty points in the NBA game. Especially, especially if the coach is like like running plays and drawing up plays to get you right. in positions where you shooting open jumpers. They ran like, the. Oh, go ahead. Nah, I'm nah. Go ahead, go ahead. They ran a completely different offense the second half of the season. Than they did the first half just to get him in a confident or get him confidence in the rhythm. That's unheard of. Yeah. 
Them brothers created their own joke. You know how they used to have a run and shoot, the, uh, the run and gun, they had the dink and dunk. They called it the dink and dunk offense. And they, and they ran that joke all season long, even in the playoffs. Yeah. Bama had over 100, 100 passer rating, bro, for the whole season. Yeah. Nah, his pass rating was good. I mean, the thing is, his numbers on the outside, looking like, they look good, you know? They look good. The second right. half, he cooked. Yeah. Like, it's, the back of had, like, four touchdowns, like, four games the last, like, out of yeah. the last six games. Yeah, he did. Yeah, we're going to find out, though, if it was real or if it was fake, you know? We're going to find out if it was real or if it was fake. But I, I do like McGloin, like, his, you know, just, like, he's, re- like, I feel like the media and his market can't push him around. And they're, like, forced to respect him, like, all break. Like, I hear people coming around, like, McGloin, we trust him. McGloin, we trust like. Like he already has this, this, this like, this like respect that's automatically garnered before he does anything. So this Batman can say, I don't even know who wants to sign Kirk Cousins. Like some people will have a problem with like Chris Cooley, but like the majority, like everybody else will be like, I mean, up until this point, he knows what he's been doing. He's been, and they'll just trust him. And that's what you 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 need that. I mean, the fact that he's on the grind already at the Senior Bowl, he grinding. Like, I, I just, I mean, I know all the coaches are there, but I'm just, I, I feel like I don't recall. Nah, we had Shanahan coach the senior bowl one year, and this Batman didn't get us no talent. I don't understand. Our is all we came away with. <laughs> That's, it. That's it, though. I don't, I don't know. But uh, word on the street is Cowboys might get Manziel or RG Thrizzle. Jerry Jones sure. talking at. He put his hand in the pot. I know why not both, right? That would only be right. I mean, but the thing is, if you if you Jerry Jones, yeah, I would get I would get uh, RD three or Manziel because you don't even have to play him right away. You still going? I mean, Romo gonna come back. I mean, Romo. I think Romo's at the in his last leg. I don't, I don't know if he got how many years left. He got how many more years he got left? Yeah, he just uh, had surgery too to get a a metal plate put on his collarbone so it can stop popping every season. But um, I think Jerry Jones listened to his son and everybody else this year. That Matt Castle move didn't seem like a Jerry Jones decision. I think he's like, F that. I'm done listening to y'all. I'm going to get at least one of what I want this go around. Yeah. Because that imploded them yeah, nah. bringing Matt Castle in. That job was a complete fail. Complete fail. And, and I, I know hindsight 2020. Yeah, but we true. knew. We talked about it before they when they signed up. We said, "What are they doing? Yeah, why is Matt right. Castle the answer?" We weren't fooled. It wasn't us with hindsight. <laughs> Matt Castle is doo doo. Yeah, so I mean, RG three, he can go to Dallas. I mean, that's a good look for him. Yeah, I want to see RG three do good. Yeah, I feel like he he got he got railroad ahead. Got a, you know, got a bad piece of the slice of the pie here. And, you know, if he gets another opportunity somewhere, I feel like if he went to Dallas, he would get another opportunity because I don't think uh, Romo can stay on the field. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, if Jerry Jones wants you, he'll be behind you 100%. So that's that's the good thing about going to Dallas. If, if Jerry wants you, you're going to be the quarterback and there'll be no controversy at all. I mean, unless you're playing, like, horrible. So... But I don't. I don't think his personality fits a big market, though. That's just my opinion. He needs to be in a smaller market. 
we gonna see, man. We gonna see. I know wherever wherever he go, as soon as that Bama get picked up, that's gonna be national news. Off the break, like, are, Bama's gonna be talking off break. I don't care who the starting quarterback is. If it ain't like one of the top five in the league, that it's already gonna be a competition. They're gonna be talking it up. Cause I mean, he's just that polarizing of an athlete, especially if if he's going to a team where the starting quarterback is not even. Eh, it's like, like even if it was like the Jets or somebody, like I, I mean, even though Fitzpatrick had a wonderful season, a great season, I feel like if RG three coming at Joe and he's slinging a rock around, they gonna be. Like, uh, I feel like it'll it'll at least. Put some pressure on, on you know, on, on whoever the starter is, wherever he goes, unless they're like, I think Romo, he he wouldn't. I mean, Romo's gonna be the guy. Romo's be the guy. You know, of course, Aaron Rodgers. You know, all the the main guys, even some of the young Dirk Carr, he would be. Um, but if he went to like, let's say he went to Minnesota, I don't. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is good. He's decent, but I just don't. I don't know. I feel like he don't make all the throws. He definitely can't. Any quarterback that plays with a glove, your arm strength and your grip is suspect to me. Right. <laughs> so after right October, after off October, the break. <laughs> off the break. I mean, if y'all had to choose who you'd rather have, Manziel on Dallas or RG3? RG3. I mean, Manziel, you're going to have to like... I mean, at least RG3, you just have to worry about football. Manziel... You're going to have to worry about strippers. You're going to have to worry about <laughs> drunken nights, photos, TMZ. And you're going to have to, like, basically about all the stuff that's not even football-related. It's just going to come into the picture. RG3, all you got to worry about is, like, his, his braids and his plaques. <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? The Bama just, like, stunting in, in the pre-warm-up. That's it. That's all you got to worry about. And his, his, diva, his diva attitude, like... But in Dallas, I mean, they got a lot of divas in Dallas. So, I mean, it wouldn't. And he's from Texas. I don't know. I feel like that would help a lot as far as the fan support. and Because he's one of those people that kind of need people to like him. Like the kind of Dwight Howard, LeBron type mm-hmm. personality where he wants to, he has to feel liked to have complete confidence. And I feel like being in Texas, whether it be Houston or Dallas, would help him a lot. Johnny, I feel like he doesn't care. Wherever he ends yeah. up, he's gonna be fine. What that say? Uh, LA Fitness tonight, Aaron? No, I actually might go down to the uh, the Lounger Three spot. What's it? What's it called? Lounger Three. It's on U. Lounger Three. Oh, U Street Jam be popping. It's the, uh, the the I know the DJ there or whatever. He keep trying to get me to come down there. It's the nineties uh, hip hop uh, thing on Thursday. Oh, that's what's up, yeah. Okay, all right. I, I'm about to get. Let me get some clothes on. I just got my head cut. I'm looking fresh. How to go down that gym? See, nah, ain't going nowhere, dog. <laughs> Next week we're gonna have a special guest. We're gonna have a my man uh, Earl from Where's 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 Buffy podcast. They do. They like. Uh, they do like battle rap. They talk. Um, you know, rapping and like, you know, industry stuff, whatever. But that's my man. He, he cool though. Bama's are hilarious. Um, anything else? What else? What else you got, D? What's going on? Nothing? Nah, nothing. They try to get me at your LA Fitness, or they try to get me. Well, <laughs> they don't want. They don't want me to sign up. I need my family. They want me to sign up on my own. 
<laughs> what you mean under the nah, dress? Yeah, they want me to sign by myself. They can't they force you to. I can add you if I want. Nah, man, yeah, they yeah, they can't. But that's what they trying to win the game though. Not gonna work. No, no I, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out. Like, it's already enough stresses as a black man in the society just walking around. Why they? Why LA Fitness got to Got to Got to add to the stresses. Other people, young. Just if Obama want to sign up, just let him sign up. Like any money is good money. If Obama sign up for fifteen dollars, like all right, yeah. Why you gotta beat him over the head with the with the? Uh, you got an activation fee, hundred fifty dollars. Like what, dog? No, like no, dog. You don't need to be personal fitness trainer if it's commission. <laughs> I mean, like I just. Come on, man. It just don't make sense to me. And I know stuff is a business, but then don't put this stuff online. Don't give me all these sales and discounts and all the ways I can get the discounts. And then when I try to get the discount, you're like, well, nah, I mean, we do got the discount, but uh, you can like, no, come on, young. I just looked at 50 flies, say 20% off and all this. Like, <laughs> I just don't get it. This is a word to the people. <laughs> Nothing is free. The only thing free is salvation that's it nothing else out here is free for real like it's just not it's just not because they'll get you but they'll tell you it's free tell you get a discount rate and everything and then next thing you know your car got swiped for 200. that was a timeshare joint right there yeah and i'm not trying to go in there you've been to the timeshare joint where they talk to you and then they try to talk you into the timeshare and the joint's like 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 uh, psychological warfare with the Bamas because they just well hold on right here and then some other dude come and sit down and act like he you just ain't talked to the other person for 15-20 minutes about how you're not interested and they be like oh well well you need to look at this blah blah like you're going to change your mind just because the new next dude got a different haircut or whatever like it just I don't know man I just don't get it man I don't get it I don't get it they, they, I think people would sell I, just, I was just saying from experience, you sell more when you just straightforward and you honest. I mean, I bought my car from the dude because the dude was like, he was like, I mean, this is the car, woo, 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 woo. Like, that's it. <laughs> and he's like, you want to turn it? You want to turn the joint on? All right, go ahead. Gave me the keys. Like, yeah, you want to test drive it? Go ahead. Like, just let me get your license. All right. I, I'm driving. I did all this stuff without the dude. I came back. He said, how you like it? You, you like the car, blah, blah, blah. Ask me a few questions. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's like, all right, well, I'm here, man. If you want to talk, you know, want to ask me questions, just come back. And that was it. And you know what? I wanted to buy the car from dude because I felt like he he felt confident in his service, in his car. Like, you know what I'm saying? The cars that he had, he felt confident that he didn't have to be on my back, like like snatching the fruit of the loom tag off my neck and like, you know what I'm saying? Being all up on me. You didn't have to do all that because the service sold itself. And to those people who are in service right now, like you just know young service, this, if your product is good, you don't have to do all that. If your product is some trash, then you got to do all that extra stuff. People coming to LA Fitness, they see Bama's getting swole. They gonna be like, young, I want to, I want a membership. And you be like, well, you know, this is our membership that we have, whatever, whatever. If you want it for yourself, you be like, nah, nah, I don't want it under no more. I want it jump for me because I see that this is a nice facility. Got this, it got that. I want access to the pool. I want to do all this stuff, whatever, whatever. Like, I mean, it'll sell itself. You ain't got to like interrogate us. You know, first 48 me in the, in the room with the door closed, trying to get me to like sign up a membership for the rest of my life. 
Like, you don't got to do all that. I'm done renting, man. I'm done renting. <laughs> uh, Wizards play tonight, right? They play Denver. I'm done with them. I'm done with them too, dog. They, dog, they got blown out by Toronto. Toronto looked like the uh, 97 uh, Spurs versus on that jump. Cooking us, dog. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Every game's been a block. The last two games, I'm tired of seeing it myself. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I'm gonna watch the jump just because there ain't nothing else on TV. But it's, 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 I wish I had the 2K in here because I just like trade all the Bamas away and then just play the game with none of them on the team. Bradley Bill for the go, get Demarcus Cousins, trade away a first round draft. But we talked about the last show. Get all that, get Demarcus Cousins. That's all I'm on right now. We need Demarcus Cousins, though. That's all. That's, That'll change my feeling about everything. Or, or they fire Randy Whitman, one of the two. Teron Lou, he the uh the Eastern Conference coach. That <laughs> jump was by the fall. That's by the fall. Flu. I'm a, yeah, the fault. Yeah, so uh, our favor for once. You said what? I'm just glad it worked in our favor for once. No bull. Yeah, they did this switcheroo. I ain't never seen this joke, young LeBron. I don't care what LeBron say. He went upstairs to the main office and said he gotta go. Do y'all want me back next year? Y'all know I only signed one year deals. If y'all want to even be in a contention, you need to make this move today. Cause that's the only way I can I can think that they would just fire the Bama up. Like, well, I mean, I know Teron Lewis getting a lot of money as an assistant head coach, but like, I mean. You had David Black, like you had him like there. Why even bring him in if he was going to elevate Toronto? Lou? Like, I, I just don't, I don't know, though. I don't know, that don't make no sense to me. Yeah. That don't make no sense to me. Like you said it last last week, D, like, Bama Black don't even coach. I'm just sit on the sideline. LeBron be shushing him. I seen LeBron shush David Black <laughs> back <in time. laughs> <laughs> no, no, nah, I'm serious. He shushed him. He told him sit I down. Did too, yeah. He yeah, like told him sit, sit down. down. <laughs> yes, yes. No, but you gotta understand. He can't do it because he know the cameras is on him. But the way he does it, he does it like I seen him like wave off a sub before. I saw yeah. him call a sub for himself before. I saw him call a sub for somebody else before. Like I'm talking about LeBron. That's funny. Did this. If he sub, if like, another dude sub me out the game, it's gonna be fisticuffs when the game. No, I'm, te- <laughs> I'm telling you. He'll go over that jump. He'll say something like under his breath, like, yeah, get him out of the game. And then next thing you know, like you'll see the Bama just run to the scores table. And like, he, like David Black, like won't even call it. It'd be like an assistant coach, like call him. So I guess they was like, yeah, we can just cut the middleman out. Like, cause David Black is just like, he was just the middleman, basically like communicating the stuff. But I want to hear what David Black has to say about the whole situation. Cause the Bama ain't said nothing yet. Like, like I want to hear what he got to say. Because behind closed doors, yeah, behind closed doors, I know you probably like, yeah, them Bamas. I knew they was going to fire me, man. They was doing curl ball moves. Bron, he was just calling off practice and just, <laughs> you know, I had practice scheduled at 12 and then next thing I know it's at 3. I didn't even know what happened. Like, <laughs> Bamas show up in the gym, there ain't nobody there. LeBron said, I moved practice to 3 o'clock. <laughs> 
Uh, I can only imagine, dog. But, man, that's it, man. That's our show. We out of here. Black Sports 980. Follow us at Black Sports 980. I mean, support y'all black businesses, young. We out here struggling with the follow followership. Come on, man. You need to step up. We need to try and get to five five million followers. So <laughs> every, five, every follower count. Every you follower give out count. Free. That's what the Republicans say. If you want to track, no, we about to get, we about to, we about to give out these free T-shirts for twenty two ninety nine. That's what we about to get. These free. It's gonna say free on the front. <laughs> yeah, dog. We gonna have it, but it, I ain't even worried because the jump gonna come up, dog. Because you know, this is what we we a hit. We a hit. People want to hear the real. They don't want to hear this this manufactured stuff that they have on these radio stations out here, man. They want to hear the real. So we we keeping it real. Um, with that said, that's our show, man. We'll be back here next week, um, Tuesday, and holla at you. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about Let me speak! How does that feel? How does that feel?